Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults age 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio KLBJ. The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. So Tucker Carlson, the former Fox News host, now has a show on Social Network X. He's been spotted in Moscow the recent days, leading to some speculation in, in Russia and the United States that he's, well, he may have, uh, you know, uh, scheduled an interview with uh, Vladimir Putin. That's possible. Yeah. Uh, if so, Carlson would be the first American media figure to land a formal interview with the Russian leader since uh, the war began with Ukraine. Uh, and uh, so there you go. There's some speculation out there. I know a lot of critics were uh, blasting him for wanting to interview uh, Vladimir Putin. Uh, however, the George Stephanopoulos of the world, uh, many other uh, reporters have interviewed Vladimir Putin over right. the years. Right. Uh, what do you make of this? Uh, jump in at 512-836-0590. Well, you know, don't forget, ABC interviewed uh, Osama bin Laden, right? CNN had a, had a big interview with Saddam Hussein once. So what if Tucker Carlson wants to interview Vladimir Putin? Sure. If Vladimir Putin wants to sit down with Tucker Carlson, you know, he's, he's not going to sit down with a whole lot of American journalists. And I think a lot of people would probably want to hear at least what this guy's got to say. Sure. You know? Uh, so if, if, if Tucker's the guy that, that Vladimir's willing to sit down with, so be it. Now, we're getting some. Uh, we haven't seen the interview yet. There's no clips of it yet. It, it may be uh, something that just happened. Yeah. Uh, but we are seeing some text from some of the transcripts of some sort of conversation with Tucker and Vladimir Putin. Yeah, uh, I, I, uh, earlier this morning, I, I did see run across some some alleged transcripts of this in which uh, Tucker's asking, uh, you know, Vladimir Putin about the southern border issue and how Vladimir Putin says a country with an open border cannot stand and uh, America is on the decline and we have no interest in invading be, or, or, or interfering, I should say, because you know, basically hearkening to the old uh, Napoleon, you know, never, never, never interrupt your enemy when he's making a mistake, something yeah. like that. Yeah. To which, on, on this transcript, Tucker said, "So, so you're saying that the U.S. is your enemy?" And he says, "Well, certainly, this administration is not friendly." Uh, certainly making some mistakes. Yes. Right. So, yeah. I mean, an open border is is affecting our economy. It is affecting our way of life. It is affecting your liberty and your sovereignty. Right. Right. Now, you know, I, I, I mean. He's right in that. I, I, this country is on the decline in large part because we have this border that, that no one wants to get serious about, about addressing. Because nobody wants to hurt anybody's feelings anymore. Mm. Life is all about feelings and whether or not you, you know, you're happy. One of, the, one of the most egregious sins you could, you could commit in modern society is, is being you know, rude and mean to somebody and hurting someone's feelings. Words are violence, you know? they say. So yeah. we got we, we, we to keep that border open because we don't want to hurt someone's feelings when we call them an illegal immigrant. Yeah, well, uh, several illegal immigrants have now been nabbed in Arizona. Uh, this was yesterday afternoon by federal authorities who are investigating if they are members of the same group that fled New York City following the, their arrest, uh, you know, this caught-on-camera beatdown of two NYPD cops. Well, the illegal aliens were picked up by immigration and custom enforcement agents at a Greyhound bus station in Phoenix, said according to law enforcement sources. ICE agents are working to determine if the immigrants 
were uh, any of the four men suspected of uh, hopping on a bus for California last Wednesday when they were freed without bail January the 28th uh, following this attack uh, in Times Square. It's caught on video. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Investigators believe that the four, Darwin Gomez, 19, Kelvin Orocha, 19, Wilson Juarez, 21, Yeoman Reveron, 24, gave phony names to a church-affiliated nonprofit group which helps give migrants a ride out of New York. So it's believed that they got on this 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 bus headed for Phoenix, and they did. Uh, ICE did make some uh, some arrests there in Phoenix. They believe that it's the you know part of the same group. They're trying to determine this. So, so they, and they uh, there's like an organization they think that actually helped them catch a ride. Like like this was a coordinated thing. Like, like a, one of the nonprofits, you know, that are that are busing people out of New York. So it sounds like that they're, they're aiding and abetting criminals there. You know, well, because I mean? these aren't just illegal immigrants; these are illegal immigrants that beat up two cops. I, I think this also proves that we don't know who these people are. That's right. We don't. You're right. New York doesn't know. ICE doesn't know. That nonprofit that put them on a bus doesn't know. And ICE, no one in any any position of power seems to have any any desire to to learn. You know who all these people are. ICE agents were notified that the names of these illegal immigrants arrested Monday resembled those of the four men that who fled the Big Apple. Though it's unclear if the similarities applied to their aliases or their real identification. Yeah, the uh, the illegal aliens Monday were arrested on an immigration warrant. John Miller with the NYPD's former deputy commissioner of intelligence and counterterrorism said last week the group is likely boarded a bus headed for California uh, there at the Mexican border and uh, by way of uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Mm. Well, I, I'm, gl I'm glad they nabbed them there. Uh, they never, they never should have been allowed to leave the city in the first place. The, the, their next stop out of New York should be out of this country. If 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 the people of New York and Brooklyn haven't called for it yet, they they should, especially uh, you know now that you have these gangs from other countries that are wreaking havoc. And this is what this was. This was a gang of men uh, that that attacked uh, these two police officers. Yeah. Well, now two men have been busted in the Bronx as part of a moped-riding illegal immigrant gang that's been snatching cell phones from New Yorkers' hands. And um, two of the suspects have been apprehended. They're Venezuelan, and it's believed by the authorities that they now are dealing with these Venezuelan illegal immigrant gangs that have no place to stay in New York and in Brooklyn. They're living on the streets just like they were in Venezuela, and their method to survive is to steal. Mm. Mm. And and I've I've heard that they they've they've got a you know a a, pre, a pretty big crew of people that they send out there scooter drivers that that are doing these these robberies you know they get like a hundred bucks a day phone snatchers pulling in like six hundred bucks per stolen phone hmm. in the, in this this uh, crime ring that they got going on there and that one video man of that of of that poor person getting dragged on their moped and then slammed into a pole by somebody I, it was. Yeah, wow. you know, it's it's terrible what's going on up in that city right well, now. Well, the NYPD they outlined the gang's vicious tactics in a video clip that was posted online, and it shows a a, a moped born robber dragging this sixty two year old uh, woman across the pavement right in front of uh, the Bay Gourmet Deli Juice Bar. Uh, and uh, well, th this was just three days after Christmas. The thieves made off with a bag and some keys and a phone, credit cards and glasses, uh, all the while while she was. Uh, thrown through the air and slammed into a, a metal bike rack yeah. yeah according to the story well that's that's one of the dozens of of robbery incidents that this group is linked to there 
And I guess what they do is they they would uh, they they've got a guy that would go and and could could hack into the phones, drain the bank accounts, and then they they ship them off overseas to be reprogrammed. Eight nineteen here on the Todd and Oz Show. You could join us, especially if you've got some uh, eyewitness traffic reports. Goodness, it's it's been one of those crazy mornings on Austin roads. I think there's a section of southbound Mopac that's that's a mess right now. Yeah, it looks like on Mopac right now, uh, right from about on, on southbound Mopac from about Schofield Ridge all the way back to about Shoreline, if not even a little farther back than that, you're, oh, you're backed up right now. Uh, so you've got that to deal with. You've also got on I-35 way down south from Slaughter all the way down about 1327. you got huge, oh, man. huge backups down from there as well. So. Well, listen, if you've got some eyewitness reports, you want to share some information that's important, uh, please uh, check in at 512-836-0590. We'll make you our uh, eyewitness reporters. Indeed. There. Listen, uh, some insurance companies are pulling back coverage from fire and flood-prone uh, flood areas, leaving a lot of homeowners with limited affordable options. Well, this trend may affect the uh, the property value of American homes, according to the experts. CNBC reports the nation's largest homeowner's insurance company, State Farm, they stopped accepting new applications and policies on property in California back in May. Mm. Allstate announced in November 2022 that they would pause new homeowners, condo, and commercial insurance policies in California to protect current customers. Too many, uh, too many fires. Too many floods now, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, this trend will likely to continue across the insurance industry. That's what Jeremy Porter had to say. He's uh, head of the Climate Implications Research uh, at the First Street Foundation. It's a nonprofit uh, research organization that complies comprehensive climate risk data. Uh, here's a quote from, uh, 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 here's what he says in uh, CNBC. He says, uh, they know the risk is just too high to be uh, actually sound as far as uh, you know being a business. In its announcement, State Farm said too many buildings are being destroyed by climate catastrophes, inflation is making it too expensive to rebuild, and it can't protect its investments any longer. Well, so what are people supposed to do? Well, I mean, just where, where the insurance company is just going to pack up shop, take their ball, and go home because things have gotten expensive for them? It's expensive for everybody. It sounds to me like the problem is more inflation than anything else, than, than climate. Well, the problem's not just in California where the wildfires are an issue. Louisiana and Florida homeowners, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, continuing with the lack of insurance coverage because of flood risk. Uh, here's what Sean Calvin says. He's the president and CEO for the uh, Insurance Information Institute. He says losses are increasingly related to climate risk. Mm. At the risk increases, so does the cost of insuring those assets uh, that people have on hand. Sounds like a convenient... Uh, a convenient way to cancel some policies to me. It does. Or just, you know, or just not pay something out. Yeah. We know how much insurance companies have historically loved to pay out claims. Yeah. You know, yeah. So you're right. This is just another excuse for them. Well, even though there wasn't uh, an increase in major disasters in 2023, he said the industry is still expecting to see $50 billion in losses uh, just because of severe, co you know, convective issues such as flash flooding and the implications of uh, heavier everyday storms it's going to be more expensive because the possibility is there that we could see more storms kind of like the home initiative here things are going to get more expensive because you could put three units on your single family lot yeah. i to me i mean but I, I i still have the question i mean you know if all these insurance companies have just decided well we're not going to insure here we're not going to insure there what do people do what, what are you left to do what are your options after that self-insure 
Self-insure. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's all you got, right? I guess so. I mean, if you got a mortgage, your mortgage company is going to require some form of insurance. And I'm sure they will go out and find it for you. And I'm sure it'll be uh, rather pricey, right? Yeah. So it's just another, yet another thing that's just getting more and more expensive for us. Well, I, I don't think the insurance companies are being truthful on this front. No? I, I really don't. You know, uh, they're, they're using that environmentalist uh, lingo, but yet they're not explaining what are you talking about, right? Well, you know, I mean, they say, well, we, we've had uh, more buildings catch fire and, and uh, you know, more catastrophic loss from flooding, things like that. Just in general, we've yeah. had these problems. So, you know, because it could happen again, we, we, we don't want to insure you anymore. It is uh, 823. I guess anything could happen again, right? Yeah. Yeah, anything could happen. But you can't live in a world of, well, what if this happens? You know, and that's a, you can't, you can't live your life every day worrying about the what if. Here's uh, a text message from uh, uh, an, an insurance uh, employee in the business. Basically says, it says, uh, I'm an insurance agent, and the biggest issue we're seeing is inflation. Mm -hmm. State Farm paid out $160 in claims for every uh, $100 that they took in via a premium. It's unsustainable. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's why I say, you know, to me, as, as they make the argument about a climate, I mean, in that announcement from State Farm, they say inflation's making it too expensive to rebuild. That, to me, sounds like it's really the, at, at the root of it all. Yeah. Well, it's just too expensive to and have to, to do with pay things out and rebuild for you. Nothing to do with climate change? Come on, man. No. People have been getting mortgages for decades along the coast. Mm. And the ocean is going to someday surround us, right? It's going to start climbing, right? That's what they said. Yeah. Uh, let's see. All right. Uh, we'll squeeze in that call. 512-836-0590. Let's, uh, let's see here. Fanny, we got some technical. Let's see. Let's uh, technical issues here. We can take that call. Uh, King Charles dealing with cancer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess we don't know what kind yet. Well, uh, King Charles, it begins, he's beginning cancer treatment. He, he has an unspecified cancer. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and apparently he's going to be stepping aside for a few weeks, and that's uh, now William is going to step up. Oh, party time. I guess that's a big deal, right? I guess over there in, in their weird way of doing things across the pond. Jay checking in from Westlake this morning. Hey, Jay. Hey, two, two points. One, um, on the in Insurance-related uh, matters, the states like Florida and California have replacement uh, costs for insurance companies that are prohibitive now that um, inflation has has increased values by, in many cases, more than, you know, 15, 20 percent. Mm. So in, in, unless those laws are adjusted, the replacement value alone is unsustainable for new policies in in those administrate in those insurance sectors. Yeah, that's number one. Yeah, and then number two, most people didn't see it, but in the border bill, there's a little bit of game of hide and seek with the wall. Mm. The wall funding that was put out there as as part of the PR was 700 million, but what they did is they actually removed it from any current implementation and pulled and so pulled it from current implementation and put it back for 2028. So it was a bit of hide and seek. So they could get the PR, but they're actually uh, clearly no intention of doing the wall. It was only seven hundred million, but it was just one of those examples of the cynical political gamesmanship that, that is played as part of the PR stunt. Interesting, yeah. Well, we do know that uh, you know Greg Abbott is continuing to build walls, uh, and, and Joe Biden is at some at some point he was ordered to. Even after he sold, uh, you know, the remnants of the wall that Donald Trump left behind, that's right. Sold it for pennies on the dollar. God, he did that. Yeah. 
833 here on the Todd and Oz Show. Jump in at 512-836-0590. The Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg will be laying out evidence against uh, illegal aliens charged in the beating of two Newark uh, police officers. Uh, one of the suspects is expected to appear in court. Meanwhile, others were recently rearrested at a bus stop in Phoenix, Arizona. Fox reporter C.B. Cotton explains from New York City. Our colleagues, Griff Jenkins and Bill Malugin, report some of the migrants suspected in this assault on a pair of New York City police officers have been arrested in Phoenix, Arizona, more than 2,400 miles away from New York City. Police sources told us investigators believe some of the suspects who were charged and released in this case were bound for California. Meanwhile, the only suspect held on bail, Yohenry Brito, who was charged with robbery and felony assault, is expected to be back in court today. Prosecutors requested his bail set at $15,000 and cited his previous arrest record and lack of strong community ties. Prosecutors say Brito was the man in the yellow jacket who resisted arrest, causing the brawl to begin. Yeah, some new uh, New York lawmakers are calling on the city to uh, resume cooperation with the ICE in an effort to deport illegal aliens mm -hmm. who have committed crimes. New York City Mayor Eric Adams says the city council uh, will have to take it up. Yeah, they've... Uh ICE has really been limited to what it could do there in New York since back in 2014 when their esteemed former mayor, Bloomberg, uh, put basically put a, put a limit on it, on any of that. And we, we kind of do that here, too. You know, our, most of our city officials, even our Travis County Sheriff, you know, have, have made it pretty clear we won't, you know, we won't be cooperating with ICE, you know, on, on any questions of immigration here. Sure. But I think that this actually, you know, what happened there in New York— I think it's a prime example of why major cities need to get off that whole thing of we don't cooperate with the feds on this and start actually doing their jobs, helping to enforce, you know, the nation's immigration law. Well, I mean, the video is very clear. This was an assault on a police officer. Yeah, it's 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 very clear. Yeah. So so what is the uh, what is the uh, the going punishment in New York uh, for someone that assaults a police officer? Just curious. You know, is it? Is it is it and Alvin Bragg is one of those DAs, right? Mm -hmm. That would let somebody off with a slap of the wrist for that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, he is. Well, I heard. Let's see. You know, initially I heard just like ten guys involved. Now I heard it's about to, up to like fourteen people that they said might be involved in this. Six charged, one given bail. And the DA's office declined to charge one of the men. So you know, Alvin Bragg is 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 facing some very justifiable criticism here right now. Uh, but, you know, he says they make decisions based on evidence they've got in front of them at the time, and he claims that it's not the end. But I, I, I don't think a guy like Alvin Bragg is that interested, considering the, his extreme left-wing agenda. It is uh, 8.36. You could jump in at 512-836-0590. Uh, I think Las Vegas has, uh, has a primary today, right? Uh, for the Democrats? Uh, and yeah, uh, I think and, so. And I uh, you know, Joe Biden, he's been running, uh, you know, the Democrat Party like he's the North Korean president. He's getting 100% of the votes. Uh, but uh, listen, Carl Rove is a former White House deputy chief of staff and, and talking about Joe Biden's opponents criticizing his absence from the spotlight. Let's listen in. An effective job as president. So this is a problem. It, the, his absence from the stage, explaining what he wants to do and why he wants to do it, adds to these doubts about him. But yes, you know, maybe he is laying the predicate for not debating Donald Trump. Uh, maybe he's laying the predicate for, you know, stepping aside. I, I don't know. Uh, but the fact of the matter is when the president sort of disappears as he has disappeared over the last couple of weeks or lowered his profile, 
uh, people began to wonder why, particularly in a presidential election year yeah, where you, you, you would believe a president would seize the moment to yes. lay out his message on something important to the voters. I didn't mean to jump on you. apologize about that. You have to think, if this is the longest campaign in presidential history, you have to think, what you know, what's Biden's strategy going to be? If Trump is able to vanquish Nikki Haley um, in quick order, what's his strategy going to be? Here's what Biden's done today. There was a time, Carl, when the media was talking all about this. You never hear about this anymore. The number of press conferences he has held, 33 compared to Trump, 53, and Obama at 66. And then you had this moment, and maybe this goes to your first answer, Carl. You had this moment in Las Vegas on Sunday. Watch. Right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. And I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean from France, looked at me and said, uh, said, you know, what, why, how, how long are you back for? So um, there were a lot of moments in that speech that um yeah they, he, they he had a conversation with a guy who's been yeah guy he's having a conversation with a guy who's been dead since 1996 francois Mitterrand, the former uh, head of uh, france i mean this is strange well maybe that's the reason why you see the press conference is so low and they're protecting him yeah look uh, that's the only thing that makes no, sense absolutely I, Absolutely, but you know, and that's why you pick and choose. I mean, it's one thing to put him into a press conference where he's going to mix, mess it up. Uh, it's another thing to put him out there in a political speech where he tends to get out of control and say things like that. Like I, I had a, a conversation with a guy who died in 1996 when I became president in 2021. Uh, but you know, there are ways to control that. You can put him in. Uh, you can have him make remarks to the country. You can have him make a prepared speech. You can issue a you know, prepared statement. You can have him answer a few uh, questions from a reporter. But this is, you know, the, the absence from the stage is just going to simply raise doubts about his ability to do the job. But that's the biggest problem he's got. He's seen as weak and feck feckless in large part because he doesn't go out there and explain what he's doing and how he's doing it. And when he does do it, he does things like, I had a conversation with a guy who died in 1996 when I became president in 2021. Carl Rove, thank you. There you go. Uh, Carl Rove live on Fox uh, this morning. And, and yeah, uh, jump in at 512-836-0590. You know, he's, uh, he's right about Biden. And I, I saw a Rasmussen uh, survey recently, and it asked, do you feel over time Joe Biden's been getting less and less mentally sharp? And across every gender, racial, and age line, the majority said yes. 59% said yes. 61% uh, of men, 57% of women. I mean, everybody can see the decline. And yet, the media seems to be all in for Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. they, this is their guy, d despite despite his clear mental decline. Well, just like him. just like in 2016, the media has put on the uniform of the DNC. 8:47 here on the Todd and Oz Show. You can jump in at 512-836-0590. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, jump in. 512-836-0590. Pretty interesting. Uh, I guess it was kind of a Zoom meeting uh, that some reporters got a chance to uh, to listen in on. Uh, and it uh, and it kind of reveals uh, a little difficulty finding a, a new uh, city manager in this city. Yeah, this is a, a story out of CBS Austin. Uh, they're, they're talking about a situation out of Bozeman, Montana. The, the city manager there apparently in some trouble over some comments he made during a video conference call. He thought the conference call was was private. 
was not though, and and he actually referenced the city of Austin. Uh, he called it an an S show, uh, which I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that. But he mentioned that uh, he he was he was uh, sort of he, he was contacted about the possibility of applying for the job, and that it pays four hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. The Austin city manager. Position. Hey, 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 please, please, please. And he says they just in the car allowance, the housing allowance, and all the other stupid things the city managers get, end quote. So, I mean, I, my guess is they're offering, when, when you're talking about housing and the, and the car and all that other stuff, way way more than a half million dollars yeah. for, for the Austin city manager position. Was this guy from uh, Montana? Was he uh, in, in line to be a possible... Uh I don't know an interview for the job. Uh, well, I, I think he said that he had been uh, contacted about about possibly being in the running for it, but uh, I think he was not that interested because he thinks that Austin is an, an absolute disaster. Uh, Ki reached out to the city of Austin, who said that uh, salary is contingent upon several factors. When we look at the range that current city managers are making in Texas cities and and comparable use comparable to other cities across the nation, but uh, four hundred seventy five thousand. That's more than, than uh, according to this story, more than the Dallas city manager made last year, 100000 more than San Antonio city manager, and uh, even more than the, than the mayor of Houston. Chicago's mayor only makes $216,000. Well, those cities don't have their own power plant to run, too. I mean, those cities, uh, it's, a, it's a big gig, right? Well, it is. I'm I, not trying to justify 475. I'm just trying to you know, point out the differences in those cities. You know, Spencer Kronk, our, our former permanent city manager, uh, he... He he was hired on at like three twenty five. He was great. The city loved him. Everybody at City Hall loved him until the ice rolled through. Well, I mean, they gave him a thirty percent pay raise at one point. Yeah, he, like he, weeks before he got fired. He was golden, and then uh, and then it got cold, and the and the power went out. Got cold, and then he finally uh, sided with the cops. Remember in that last ditch effort oh, to, yeah. to he, save some face, he comes out with the cops says, "We've got a contract," and they did. It was a good one. It was a good one. It was a four year deal. The most. Uh, the most uh, has the most oversight of any police contract. Right. Yeah. But it was the last hurrah, I think, for Spencer. You're right. Collins he committed the uh, the cardinal sin, didn't he, uh, of uh, being in politics in Austin, Texas. He said something, or he did something nice for the cops. That's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, whether or not it was to try to save face for himself, he did it, and they got it done. And I know <laughs> we've talked about this a lot. It took more than a year of negotiations, and and so Kronk, you know, Kronk got a couple of things done. But you're right. He was pretty much a golden boy until the infrastructure started falling apart. Every time it got cold. It is uh, 8.50 here at KLBJ. You can join us at 512-836-0590. Have you seen these people walking around town with their Apple Vision goggles? Yes. We've talked about this a little bit yesterday. Yeah. Uh, kind of, um, I don't know, seems kind of dystopian, really, the way it looks. You know? Yeah. Walking around with these goggles on all day. You're kind of a weirdo, but uh, it's here. Saw a picture of a guy. Uh, he he gets out of his car. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually a video of, of this guy. He gets out of his car. He's got these goggles on, and he starts like tapping stuff in the air, and he's like moving boxes around. It. He's cool though, man. He looks cool, doesn't he? Is he? Well, I don't know. It looks cool, right? I don't know. I mean, that's the why they're doing it, right? I think that because it, you're not productive when you're using this equipment. No, especially really. if you're driving or walking down the street, you're not productive. I don't know why you're doing it to show off. Probably, yeah, at this point, for sure. Yeah. It's going to be kind of become kind of like, remember the old Bluetooth earpiece that everybody, you know, you'd always see the guy standing in line. Talking really loud. Yeah, like when they first came out, and it's like, look how cool I am with my Bluetooth. 
that's 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 kind of how I'm Don Pryor. Well, there's yeah. like thirty five hundred dollars. Who could? And that's the low end. You still model. see people with those things in their ears? Not those, often. Those Bluetooth things? Not often. I mean, it's some old technology, right? But uh, you see them out there, it is. and they talk really loud like this when they're in line at the bank, right? And you know, talking on the phone like this. Sorry, uh, sir. I, I'd I'd rather not hear about your bowel troubles Man, as, as I'm oh, waiting man. to cash a check. Yeah. Listen, uh, Maui's police chief. Uh, is uh, is discussing his department's findings as uh, as they continue to investigate that wildfire that took uh, many lives in uh, last summer, destroyed many homes. Well, the department released a 98-page report with some suggestions on how to avoid a similar tragedy in the future. Uh, here's the chief talking about it, so especially when it comes to searching for missing people. Hang on a second. Let's get this right. Let's get this fixed here. Here, we, here he is. With this, the families of missing persons can know we have not forgotten you and we are actively working for you. Yeah, the police department found the flames were caused by uh, severe weather, made worse by the wind and dry vegetation uh, on the island. Uh, the report cites uh, the need for better uh, equipment and improved communication between officers and emergency personnel. At least 100 people died in that wildfire, making it the deadliest U.S. wildfire in more than a century. And I kind of question that number one hundred. Oh, I, I, it just when you look at the the pure devastation. I mean, it was like a bomb had been dropped, and nobody had it. Nobody the 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 sirens weren't going off, the alarms, people weren't being notified properly. People were told to go home. You know, I, I think the number's a lot bigger. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a lot. There's 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 a hundred kids that haven't come back to school. That's right. Yeah, it's and 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 and, and, and we know that based on enrollment numbers. And the reason they're unaccounted for is because their parents are gone too. I mean, yeah, it, it could it, it th- that certainly the worst could be the situation there, or it could be just a, a case of we lost everything, everything burned down, and we left. Yeah, we don't want to go back and have to have to be reminded of the ashes, you know, every day, and and the people that we knew and lost. Yeah, because you know, in a community like that, every, everybody knows somebody that lost something. Sure, or someone. Oh, absolutely, it's a tight community mm, there. Absolutely, we're not talking about our very large area that burns. No, no, no. Uh, and they're begging uh, tourists to come back now. They're ready for uh, folks to come back. Yeah. Uh, jump in at 512-836-0590. It happened again. Another body has been pulled from Ladybird Lake, and uh, it's the scene that has become uh, all too common. Uh, several young men being found in the water. Uh, APD officer Ariel Crum says medics were alerted by a 911 caller. A caller stated on the north side of Ladybird Lake, 20 feet in the water, he thinks he found a dead body. Officers arrived at 1333, and the body was officially pronounced deceased. Now, uh, this happened yesterday afternoon. As of right now, I do not have any identifiers for the body. Homicide is actively actively investigating this as a death investigation. Now, we have since learned this was an adult male. Don't know the age, uh, but no other description has been given, including how long the body may have been in the water. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know, the medical examiner will determine some of that. Or any potential signs of, you know, wounds or foul play. We have... Still waiting on all that that information, but you know we had five guys in that same general area, all of which were in their you know in their thirties. One guy I think was forty, but they're all generally the same age range. La- just last year, probably well, it was less than twelve months ago we lost our last one. That was yeah. April, I think. Yeah. So it's it's definitely sparked a lot of discussion again about why this continues to happen. There it is uh, eight fifty five. Uh, you could jump in at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. The texture here says Todd, why are you talking about Maui? Our government doesn't care about Maui. They've moved on to Ukraine and Israel now. Well, we do have to get that bill passed so we can fund Ukraine. 
The Todd and Oz Show, weekday mornings 5 to 10 on News Radio KLBJ. Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults aged 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio KLBJ.